How about it? Are you good? All right. Hey, it's good to it's good to see you. Let me tell you one thing before I get started. We are uh, we're doing a partnership class this afternoon at our church offices on 290, and um, it's today. If you haven't signed up, you can still come if you want to. And if you want to, just let someone know at our welcome table, and they will just write your name down, so we'll know to be expecting you. But that's our way of letting you experience um, some things to show you what we believe, where we're going, for you a chance to ask questions. We call our membership partnership, and that will give you an opportunity to see if this is really the kind of church you want to be a part of. And if you've been visiting for a while, you've just kind of been coming on a regular basis, this, this is really your next step in being a part of this congregation. We would encourage, encourage you to come. And uh, just, just let us know that you're coming, and if you can't make it this time, we'll have, we'll have others uh, as well after this at some time. My name's Donnie, by the way. Some I know we have a lot of people who are visiting, and Cliff is our pastor, and I'm one of the other pastors, and I get a chance to speak from time to time, so I appreciate the opportunity. So if you're wondering, where's that Cliff guy? Well, he's, he's right down here, and you can, you can talk to him later if you want to. They probably won't want to. Yeah. We're continuing our series about the best question ever, and tell me, what is the best question ever? What is the wise thing, right? What is the wise thing to do? And today I'm going to be talking to you about what is the wise way to invest our time. So if you would, just uh, bow with me for just a second in prayer. God, I pray that you help us to see life from your perspective you are never in a hurry you're never pressured to perform you didn't have a to-do list longer than you could do even in the creation of this world it only took you six days and then you rested on the seventh Lord, as we read your word, we see you and we see your son, Jesus, who was focused, who understood their purpose, and we see you working throughout this world even today, always intentional, always specific. And so, Lord, I pray today that you just steal our hearts, help us to hear from you about our time, what we're doing with our time to be able to see it from your perspective. And thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Hey, we've, uh, again, been talking to you about a lot of, lot of things about the wise way to live in, in different areas of our lives. But there's, there's some other questions that we've been talking about to be able to answer the bigger question, what is the wise thing to do? What are those things? In light of my past experiences, my current situations, and my future Let's do that again. In light of my past experiences, my current situation, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? I want you to think about those questions again in the area of time. In light of my past experiences, my current situation, and my future hopes and dreams, how am I investing my time? What is the wise way to invest my time? If you would, take your Bibles, look in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. I think uh, Cliff had read these earlier at the beginning, but I want to do them again to re remind us of this. Listen to these scriptures. Ephesians 
chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. This scripture and other scriptures talk about living our lives in such a way that we live wise. Not, not foolishly. You know, the, the days are evil. Time is short. Live our lives in the way, that's the way that God wants to. Understand what God wants for us. Not just being bounced around and doing whatever happens, but being focused with our time. Now, have, um, have any of you ever said this? What in the world have I ever done with all that time? Where, you know, you get to a certain stage in life and you look back and you say, what, where's my life gone? Where's my, where's my time? Shelly and I used to ask this question a lot when we first got married. We didn't have kids for a couple of years. And we didn't even really think about what we were doing with our time. We, you know, I mean, we did things, but it didn't really dawn on us until we had kids. And then all of a sudden, things started getting busy. And there were stuff to do and things to take care of and this and that and this and that. And it's always something, 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 something. And we've often said, what in the world did we do with our time before we had children? And you know what the answer was? <laughs> we, we wasted a lot of time <laughs> and we wasted a lot of money. <laughs> you know, because those are the two things that we realize now with kids that we just didn't have any more of, right? We just seemed like we just wasted a lot of it. Now, some of it was hopefully done in a good way, but it just, when, when, you're, when we weren't thinking about it at the time, and we had to get past that, and then we were able to look back and say, wow, what, what, went, what happened? Where did the years go? Especially those of you who have children. You may have children who are grown or getting older, and you look back and, and you say, wow. You know, where, where has the time gone? What, what's happened in all these? How, how did you know I was, I was 27 years old for 50 years? You know, and I blink, and just the other day, I'm 44. Man, y'all didn't know I was that old, did you? I looked a lot younger, don't I? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's just a, where, where did my time go? And really, the question that we're asking is, where did my life go? We're really asking, what's happened with my life? Because those two things are very, very much connected. Time equals life, doesn't it? See, in, in our culture, in our society, and probably all across the world for the most part, we say that, that our life is equal to possessions. Our life is equal to how far we're getting uh, up the ladder in our business. Our life is how successful we are. Our life is, you fill in the blank. We always put a lot of other things on. This is my life. But in reality, our life really is tied directly to our time. See, you can, you can run out of money. You can run out of stuff. You can lose a job and you can still have time, right? But when you run out of time, <laughs> you, it's over, right? When, when time is gone, there, there's nothing else. This life here is over when time's gone. So you can run out of all those other things that we say equals our life. But when those things are gone, we still have time. But when we run out of time, there's no opportunity to have anything else, right? What's the saying we have? You can't take it, can't take it with you, right? So our time really does equal our lives. And I think it's really important to be able to, uh, to understand that, that when time is up, our life here is over. Our life here is over. So it's not about 
possessions. It's not about things. It's not about stuff. So this is, this is something I think that's important to think about. How we spend or waste or invest our time, it's more to me than an indication of our time management skills, right? How we spend, invest, or waste our time is an indication of what we're doing with our life. How many of you have taken a time management course? Read a time management book? Gosh, y'all, man, that's, that's pitiful. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, that's good stuff, isn't it? I mean, there, there's, some, there's some good things in there. But, but when we look at our life, it's more than how we, how we spend or invest our time. It's more than an indication that we've got time management down pat. It's more than an indication that we're organized. It's more than an indication that, that we have everything the way that, it needs, that we think it needs to be. How we, how we spend our time or invest our time or sometimes how we waste our time is an indication of what we're doing with our lives. If you want to know, if I want to know what I'm doing with my life, all I need to do is take my calendar and look at where I'm spending my time. It's a telltale sign. Someone said, if you really want to know what's going on, look at your calendar and your checkbook. <laughs> look at those two things and you'll tell what you value. And I decided that we value Walmart. $100 at a time. <laughs> Every visit. <laughs> Except for groceries, that's a little more. Now, but that's true, isn't it? You know, you can, you can say, oh, you know, I hope my life is going here. I want my life to be doing this. I'm planning on doing this, and those are all good. But when you look at, in reality, what you're doing with your time, that tells us where our lives are going and what we think is important, doesn't it? So our time and our life are um, directly connected. Now, here's what I want you to think about. How, how do we do it? How, how do we know that we're spending our time wisely? Or how, how do we spend our time wisely? How do we live in such a way that we look back and we can say, man, I've lived a life that's wise. How do we do that? Simple. It's like eating an elephant. One bite at a time. <laughs> right? It's one bite at a time. Here's a couple of principles that I want you to think about. These are important principles. Principle number one. Investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period of time has a cumulative value, right? Investing our time at small amounts of time in certain things over a long period of time has a cumulative value. Let me, let me explain if that doesn't make sense. Exercise. Okay, any questions? Next. No. <laughs> Exercise is one of those, right? Exercise is one of those things you can say, hey, I want to be in shape. I want to, I want to get things going. I want, to, I want to have muscles, and I, I want to really, really just get in shape. And you and I both know that to get there, it means that we invest smaller chunks of time over a long period of time. And then somewhere down that road, you begin to see the cumulative effects of all of those days combined, right? One day in particular doesn't necessarily make a difference, right? If I decide that I'm going to the gym and I'm going to get in shape and I'm really bad out of shape and I walk into the gym that day and I work out for 30 minutes, I'm not going to come back out and say, man, I look awesome, don't I? Look at this, 30 minutes, man, that's awesome, right? You're not going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out for 30 minutes and I'm going to leave and I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to say, huh, this ain't working, <laughs> nothing's changed, right? 
I'm going to go back the next day or every other day, and I'm going to do that. And it's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks before somewhere it's just like you, you kind of look in the mirror and you say, oh, hey, man, some things are changing. And that isn't because of any one particular day. You don't have like this aha moment on the sixth day, and it's like, oh, wow, man, I can, it just, today it just changed. I didn't have any muscles, and all of a sudden, boom, there they were. It's, it's a cumulative effect of this day and this day and this day, and they add up to make a difference. That's the way it is with investing our lives wisely in our time. It's one little chunk after another little chunk consistently, and then it builds up. How about your marriage? Same thing, right? I mean, you're not married for 40 years and wake up and say, you know what, today I want to have an excellent marriage. I think I'm, I'm just going to tell my spouse that I love them. I'm going to go, I'm going to buy them flowers. We're going out to three movies. We're going to go out to eat six times. I'm just going to pack it all into one day. And man, just that day, we're going to say, "Woo, man, we got the best marriage ever. Doesn't work that way, does it? It's one little chunk at a time. Every day, consistently, and then you see the cumulative effect of all those days that you've been doing the things that you know it takes to make a marriage that's right. You've seen people that have been married for a long time, and that you look at them and you say, man, what an awesome marriage. Look at them. They didn't get lucky. They didn't just happen to choose the right spouse, and you got the bad one, <laughs> right? It didn't happen that way. They, did, they didn't get lucky. It wasn't an accident. If you know people who have excellent marriages, they have that because they have consistently worked on it one little bit at a time. And over a cumulative effect down the road of those things they know are important to have a good marriage, one day those things begin to show. We listened to, uh, we was at a conference this weekend and Chuck Swindoll was there. Do you guys know Chuck Swindoll? He is awesome. He's a little older now and he was just sharing some leadership insights and stuff about he didn't just wake up one day and become chuck swindoll the person that everybody knows who's on the radio and the great bible teacher and all this kind of stuff that's been years and years and years of him doing what god wants him to do and being who god wants him to be he's got wisdom and insight and that that comes over time he didn't just wake up one day and boom aha you know now i've got all this stuff so we, we understand that, that, that we invest these things uh, one little bit at a time over a long period of time. Exercise, marriage. How about spiritually? It's the same thing spiritually. You know, you're not going to, and there may be some of you here, maybe you don't go to church very often or maybe you don't read your Bible very often. One of the reasons maybe that's true is because maybe you came to church one time and I mean, the preacher just really wasn't that great. I mean, you've heard better sermons on the radio. You've, you've seen better preachers on the TV. Maybe the music was off that day and it didn't really blow your socks off. Maybe everybody wasn't real friendly to you, you know, and you walked away from a church experience thinking, well, you know, it really wasn't all that great. You're not just going to come one day and then just be blown away every time. Oh, wow, that day. Now, there are some days that are, that are good, right? But chances are it's not going to be just a, just a one-day thing and all of a sudden everything's going to be great from there on. Your fellowship experience, your worship experiences 
with Freedom Fellowship here as we gather. They are accumulated at time after time. The more you get to know people, the more you get to let God work in your life. It's not just the one thing. It's a cumulative effect that, that there's a period where, yeah, man, that's great. Reading your Bible. You might have picked, you know, I just need to read my Bible. I, don't, I need to feel spiritual. And you pick it up and you turn to Deuteronomy. You know, and you start reading some of that stuff and you think, ah, I think I'm going to go back to Harry Potter after this. Right? You, it, it's, it's not that you're necessarily going to pick up your Bible and read something and then just that day you're just going to have all this biblical wisdom. I've heard people say to pastors especially, I wish I could just understand the Bible like you do. I wish I could, I wish I could explain it like you do. And not that you need to be like anybody else, but you know, preachers have access to the same Holy Spirit that you do as a Christian. And it's not that anybody's any better than anybody else, but the answer might come back, well, how often do you spend studying and reading? See, you're not just going to pick it up and look at it one time and then just say, okay, God, just wow me with all this great insight. God usually does that through experiences, one chunk at a time of reading when it doesn't make sense, of praying when I don't feel like praying, of being nice when I don't feel like being nice, of loving people when I don't feel like loving people. Those are things we know we should do, and it's consistently one chunk one step we make those investments and then there's a time somewhere the cumulative effect of all that 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 we begin to see the evidence of what we're investing our lives in it's not always automatic it's not always immediate and right now you can think of a hundred things probably you know playing a musical instrument you know not just pick a musical instrument play a saxophone i want to play a saxophone you're going to practice that day for six hours and you can say okay i'm ready to do a concert Right? It's going to take time, day after day after day, and then one day you'll see. And then you see progress a little bit along the way, but it's a cumulative effect of investing our time in those areas that we should. Now, I think it's hard for us to do that. I know it is. I know it's hard for me. Because I'm probably like a lot of you in some ways, and you're not like me in some ways, and that's good for you. I want it right now, and I want to see the big picture of down the road, right? How many of you have ever prayed and said, God, what is the big thing you want for my life? You know, just tell me, God, I want to know what it is. Where do you want me to serve you? How do you want, you know, and you, you're, you're praying for, you know, what is, this, what is this ultimate thing you want for my life, God? Which is not necessarily a bad prayer. But sometimes God is saying, if you would just do that little thing that I've already told you that you know you need to be involved in, and then if you'll just do this little thing that you know you should be doing, and this thing over time, over a long period of time, there may be a cumulative effect where you begin to understand how God wants you to live. It's not like we're just sitting back waiting, saying, yeah, just, get, just in the clouds, show me the ministry you want me to be involved in. Until then... I'm just going to sit back and just do whatever I've been doing, but I'm going to keep looking up every now and then and see if you've written anything for me, right? It's a cumulative effect of investing our lives in those things. So a lot of times we want it right now. We want, we want to see the big picture. So, you know, we just sometimes check out because we don't get it right now. The Bible didn't make sense to me today. I don't think I'll read that anymore for a while. I didn't have this big aha moment when I was praying. God's probably not there. I don't feel it when I come to church. 
The music didn't turn me on today. I think I'll just stay away for a while. Cliff or Donnie Sermon just, man, they're just, you know, it's just not happening for me today. I think I'll just check out. Life is that way. Not every single thing is this big aha moment. But when you invest, our, when we invest our lives into things that we know are good for us, in the long term, over the long haul, those things have a cumulative effect. Does that make sense, doesn't it? I think there's probably not a person here that would disagree with that. But it's a matter of us checking in there and doing those things that God wants us to do. So that's the first principle. Investing small amounts of time in certain activities over a long period of time has a cumulative effect. Listen to this. Uh, there's a book that John Maxwell put out a while back. It's a great book if you want something else to read. It's called Today, Today Matters. And this is in the cover, front part of the cover of the book. He says this. Just for today, I will choose and display the right attitudes. Just for today, I will determine and act upon important priorities. Just for today, I will know and follow healthy guidelines. Just for today, I will communicate with and care for my family. Just for today, I will practice and develop good thinking. Just for today, I will make and keep proper commitments. For today, I will earn and properly manage finances. Today, I will depend and live out, uh, I will deepen and live out my life. Today, I will initiate and invest in solid relationships. Just for today, I will plan for and model generosity. Just for today, I will embrace and practice good values. Just for today, I will seek and experience improvements. Just for today, I will act on these decisions and practice these disciplines. And then, one day, I will see the compounding results of a day lived well. And that makes sense, doesn't it? It is one day at a time. It is the choices that we make along the way. It's not the big stuff. It's the small stuff that has led us to the big stuff that matters. Just for today. Making those wise choices. Principle number two. In the critical areas of life, you cannot make up for lost time. Now listen, don't check out on that. You're probably thinking, well, wait a minute. I can think of, what do you mean I can't do that? Listen, in the, in the critical areas of life that we've talked about, whether it be spiritual, whether it be with your family, those things that are important, we cannot make up for lost time that we've missed investing in those small amounts every day. You can't cram. It's not like an exam. It's not like you sit in class and you don't listen to the professor and you don't study, but on the night before, you cram for the test. You can do that. It's not advisable, right? It's not a very good way to do that. It, you can do that. But life is not that way. And when we talk about investing our time and being wise, you can't make up for things that you've missed, right? Example, spiritually. I didn't read my Bible every day, and I haven't read my Bible every day for 16 years. But I'm going to start today, and I'm having a Bible fest. And I'm just going to, everything's off my calendar, and I'm starting at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm reading through the whole Bible in one day. You might make it, I doubt it. But if you do, you will have gained some things. It's not that it's bad, but whatever you learn or whatever insight you get will be preparing you for the future. 
Whatever happens that day will be one of those small things that you're doing that will accumulate down the road. You won't read all that day and make up for all of the lost time that you've missed in God's Word. You won't make up for it, right? If you wait in your marriage and you say, you know, we've been married for 10 years and, you know, I, just, I never told my life I've, wife I've loved her other than the day we got married. That's going to change today. Every three seconds, I'm taking off work and I'm going to tell my wife I love her. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Hey, spouses, as much as you want to hear that, would that not get annoying after about six seconds? <laughs> yeah. See, and, and even if you mean well and your heart is right, you can do some good by starting that day, but what you are doing is putting something in the bank for you for the cumulative effect down the road. You can tell them a million times, and you'll never make up for the times that you did not say it all along the way. Does that make sense? In exercise. <laughs> You know, I've been meaning to get in shape for the last 15 years. Today, I'm going to the gym. And I'm going to get on every machine that they have. And I'm going to do a workout that is awesome. I'm going to spend all day in the gym. I'm going to, every machine, every trainer they have, every class they offer, everything. I'm touching every piece of equipment in that gym at least once this day. You're not going to do that and walk out and say, Woo, look at me. I've made up for all that lost time. You're probably not going to walk out. You're going to crawl out or maybe they'll take you out in the ambulance. I don't know. But you're not just going to. Now, some of the stuff you do that day will be helpful for you because that day you're making a small investment and if you continue it, it will be over a long period of time that one day will have a cumulative effect of the condition of your, of your health, right? You're not making up for all that lost time. You can't do that. So it's important to understand when we say, hey, I want to do this. I should be doing this. I know this is the right thing. Every day that we choose to neglect it, we are missing out on building up the bank for the cumulative effect of down the road. Now, it's, you know, it, it, the good thing is it's not a lost hope. We can start today. That's the great news. We can start today. But what we do for today is preparing for down the road for the future. And it's helpful for today. We get encouragement. There are good things about it. But, again, if you want to be some kind of uh, real person who knows the Scripture and you haven't read for 16 years, you're not going to read today and know everything. It's going to be the start of your journey of making those small investments one little bit at a time so that one day it will, uh, it will accumulate. So it, it's just important to understand that. Do you have things in your life where you, that you know, I should do this? This is good for me. I know I should be doing that. But you can look back and you can say, as much as I said it was important, the reality is I haven't been doing it. And then we look at maybe where we are. And sometimes the, the most silly question that we ask ourselves is, how did I get here? We get where we get because of doing or not doing the things that we know we should do. Right? I know in, in Romans 12 too, I know it says, about not being conformed to the pattern of the world, but, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. 
And I did a little experiment one time with a youth group and, and gave them something to cut out a long time ago. And I, it was just different shapes. And, and I had like a cat and a dog and a Christmas tree or something. Which, which shape would you like to have? And they would say, I want a Christmas tree. And then I, I would give them a dog. They didn't know it because they were just follow, you know, they were just going to follow some blind lines on a page that was folded up. Well, if you want a cat, I'm going to give you a Christmas tree. So they started cutting. All the time they think that they had a Christmas tree. That, I want a Christmas tree. I want a Christmas tree. And they're cutting it out. And when they get finished, it's a dog. And what are you doing? I said, well, I know you said you wanted this, but in reality what's happened is you followed this pattern. And because you followed this pattern, this is what you got because that's what the pattern was. We can say, yeah, my time's important to read God's Word. It's important to read God's Word. But if we don't ever do it, we're just fooling ourselves. We're not making that investment. So understanding the, the investing of our small period of time and then also the idea of that, um, that we can't make up for that. We need to begin. We need to start. Look in, uh, look in the book of Psalms. If you uh, have your Bibles there about right in the middle, You'll find the book of Psalms, Psalms 90. It's on the screen, 90-12. And it says this, Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Isn't that awesome? Teach us to number our days aright. Give us perspective. Look backwards a couple of chapters to uh, Psalm 39, verse 4. There's several here that, that I, want you, I want you to look at. Psalm 39, 4. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days, and let me know how fleeting is my life. Show me. Remind me that my days are numbered, that my life is fleeting. Look over back in the New Testament to the book of James. If you're looking there and flipping there, some, some of you just, you, just got, you just don't even want to do it, do you? Because you know it's going to come up. There it is. I'm not going to find it in my Bible. I did that too just a while ago. I read the Psalm 39 from this screen right here, and I didn't even because it's on there. But look at look at James, James 4:14. 4, I'll start in verse 13. I didn't put it on there, but I'll start so to make a little more sense. It says, "Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money." Verse 14. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. John, Gospel of John, 10.10. 10. The thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Those are scriptures that remind us of some very important things, that, that life is short, our days are numbered, and God wants the most for us. Life is short. Our days are numbered. Do you believe that? Kind of morbid, isn't it? <laughs> Our days are numbered. You know, I, I know that diseases, cancer and other diseases that uh, have a terminal end to them uh, are very serious. And sometimes when we find out that people have been diagnosed with certain things, an immediate reaction is, feel sorry for them you know the doctor just told them they only have six months to live you know really i mean if that's true it's almost a blessing in one way because doesn't it put life in perspective but the reality is that we've all only got a certain amount of time 
That, that's, that really, we're, we are all terminal. It's just, it's just a matter of when. We're all terminal. To be able to put life in perspective. And, and it, so life is short. Man, life is short. Our days, we do have numbers. Our days are numbered. But the good thing is God wants the most for us. And the only way we're going to get the most of our time is to live it wisely. This is what I'll ask you based on your past experiences, your current situation, and your future hopes and dreams. Are you making regular deposits with your time in things that matter? If you can stop now and look back at this point from where you've been to this point in your life, can you look back and say, when it comes to the way that I've invested my life, I'm doing it small amounts on things that, that are wise, on things that really matter. I'm living my life the way that God wants me to live it. And I'm not saying you're perfect, and I'm not saying every second will be that way. But if you can look back, if the scales were to weigh on wise versus unwise, would you be tipped a little bit more toward living a life that was wise, or would it, you know, would it tip up completely the other way? What are you doing with your life? Now, this is what I challenge you to do this. I've done this before. I challenge you to do this. Because the way we invest our lives is oftentimes the way we view with our money. If you ask people who don't keep a budget where their money goes, they will give you some numbers and some figures. They will say, oh, I think we spend, you know, we spend $100 here. You just spend $40 on gas. Um, eating out, let's see, that's probably about $6, $10 a week. But when you ask them to write it down every day for a month, then they really start seeing where their money's going. Have you ever done that? Where you thought you were spending $40, you was really spending 100 And where you thought you was only spending 100 you were really spending 20 This is what I challenge you to do with your life. Write it down. If you think you know where your time is going, I challenge you, take just this week. Keep a little pad with you. And if you want to do it in hour increments or 30-minute increments or whatever, write down for this whole week what you're doing with your time. How much time are If I ask you how much time you were spending watching TV shows that are just brain fodder. You know, there's a, there's a place for that. Sometimes it's good to have a little ridiculous entertainment. But if I ask you how much time are you watching TV and you said, I don't know, maybe we don't watch that much, maybe an hour a day, but you sit down like I do sometimes at the end of the day to relax to unwind, and before you know it, there's been three or four shows that have gone by, and that equals probably three or four hours. But yet I don't find, I don't really have the time to read my Bible. Because your Bible, man, you, you knew how busy I was. Well, you got to see my calendar. You got to see my schedule. So I would challenge you, write down, where are you spending your time? Work, you can block off a block. Don't block it off unless you're at work. Don't say that you, have an, you work an eight-hour a day, but you're only there for six Write it down. How much time are you watching TV? I guarantee you it'll, it'll cause you to look at it a lot closer. And I would say at the end of that week, you pull that out and you look at that. Maybe sit down if you're married with your spouse. Look at that. And I would say ask yourself the question. In a lot of my past experiences, my current situation, and here is the biggie. And my future hopes and dreams. And I look at my schedule Am I investing my life in the things that are going to get me to where I know God wants me to be? Or if I put this against this, 
would somebody laugh and say, that's ridiculous. Doing this, you'll never get there. So I'm going to challenge you. Write it down and then pray that God, if you need it, will help you to make some changes. I would say this to those of you who are here and maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're with family members here because you just came because of baby dedication. That's great and great that you're here. Maybe you're not even a believer or somebody else has wandered in and you're not a believer but you just want to come check things out. I would say this. If you're, if you're thinking, you know, one day, yeah, I'd like to be in heaven. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to I I see God. I want to be in heaven. And you take and you look and you think, well, I think, you know, if I do all these things, that'll be great. The only thing that you need to have on the list to make that happen to start is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's where it begins for you. So if you would, pray with me just a minute. Everybody close their eyes. Bow your heads if you want to. You may want to look up. Sometimes we look down, but you may just want to look up. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can pray a prayer like this. Out loud, if you want, in your heart. God, I know that, that I'm a sinner and I want to spend eternity with you one day. I've tried to do good deeds and I'm trying to live right, but today I just want to place my faith, my hope, my trust in Jesus Christ. That's where it starts. And so, even though I don't understand everything, it doesn't all make sense, today I give my life to you. Help me to turn from my ways and just to trust in you with my life. Just thank God for hearing you. For those of us who are believers, I would challenge you to, with this. God wants us to live lives that are wise. He doesn't expect us to be perfect, but that's not an excuse to not live the best way that he wants us to. And I would challenge you to say, am I living my life wise or am I investing my life in things that over a long period of time are really just not going to matter at all? my family sometimes we say we want to our families are first and we want to spend time with our family but reality if we look at our schedule work gets way more of us than family does and that just doesn't add up God today help me to invest in the things that matter Lord we love you and just thank you that you give us a new start the Bible tells us that your mercies are made new every single day. And so uh, today is the day that we ask to experience those new mercies. Continue to help us, help us to live wise. Continue to help us to start things today that we know we need to that will accumulate down the road. And uh, we, just, we just put it in your hands. We can't do it on our own. And we trust you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.